I have no desire to be a kind of war firefighter flying from war zone to war zone. I have no, really, I, I don't really care about photography. I have no interest in photography per se. I'm interested in reaching people with ideas and engaging them with views of the world. I'm Julie Mason, and that was a scene from the new movie, Which Way is the Front Line from Here? The Life and Time of Tim Hetherington. Hetherington, Oscar nominee for his work on the Afghan war documentary Restrepo, was killed by mortar fire in Libya in April of 2011, where he'd been covering the Civil War. Best-selling author Sebastian Younger and Restrepo co-director traces his close friend's work across the world's battlefields to reveal what made him such a singular talent and remarkable human being. The film also illuminates the incredible Incredible risks of the combat journalist at a time when they're dying with greater and greater frequency in war zones. It premieres tonight at H- at 8 p.m. on HBO. Sebastian, thanks for joining me in the press pool. My pleasure. I was kind of mad at you because uh, you made me fall in love with Tim Hetherington. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, you're going to have to get at the back of the line. There's quite a few of you out there. <laughs> Tell me how this movie came about. Well, I... I got the terrible news on April 20, almost two years ago, that my good friend uh, and colleague Tim had been killed in Libya. And there was a lot of sort of mystery surrounding his death, and I wanted to know more about exactly what had happened. So I had the chance to interview journalists who'd been with him in the attack, who'd survived, uh, when they came to New York for the memorial service. And I did a series of interviews with them in a, you know, in a studio, proper interviews. And we also got a hold of the footage that Tim had shot on his last day in combat, right up until when he was killed. And after that process, I realized there was a basis for a very powerful film, and I went straight to HBO. um, And within about half an hour, Sheila Nevins decided that this was a good project, and we were, we were up and running. You have tons of footage of Tim talking about his work and his philosophy. How did you get that? Well, I was very fortunate in the sense that there was an awful lot of media uh, with Tim because uh, Restrepo, Tim and I did a lot of interviews with Restrepo, both after we won Sundance and in the run-up to the Oscars. And so I had dozens of hours of Tim talking about his work, Tim talking about war, Tim talking about himself. Um, so I had a lot of material to work with. And for us, the director who's making a... Uh, a biopic of someone, you know, I was very lucky. You, you don't always have that. Wartime photographers, combat photographers, are such a breed apart, aren't they? They, they. You write in Vanity Fair that uh, Risk was a beautiful woman we were both in love with, the one who made us feel the most special. Um, but and and Tim obviously felt that, but but also brought a real humanitarian side to his work. He did, and I think that's what made him uh, not unique, but I think a little bit exceptional. I mean, it, 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 combat journalism is a tough job, and you sometimes develop a kind of thick skin to human suffering, I mean, out of necessity. Mm-hmm. And I think Tim somehow managed to be very brave in combat, an extremely good photographer, but he also really retained his humanity. And, you know, I watched that play out, not just in war zones, but everywhere. I mean, he was just interested in people. And he was interested in connecting with them emotionally and openly. And I would watch him engage taxi drivers in New York City in conversations and refugees in Afghanistan and American soldiers and just about anyone he could get his hands on. He would sort of engage them and try to find out about their experience in the world. I was really struck by his interest in people. And that's something that his parents talked about in your documentary. And, uh, and, and when he went to Liberia, he was really interested in the people and the children there. He was, I think, 
something about Liberia, about West Africa, really moved him. Um, I think there 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 is a there's a kind of rawness and expressiveness. Uh, I've worked in West Africa as well, and you know Tim is coming from sort of the gray streets of London, of course, and I'm from Boston. And you go to West Africa, Liberia, Sierra Leone, and um, there really is a kind of expressiveness and rawness in the society there, which is uh, both intimidating and very very appealing. And Tim. Uh, when Tim was exposed to West Africa, he just sort of came alive as a photographer and as a person. I decided at the end of the war to stay on in Liberia. It seemed that although the war had finished, that my job was not finished. I felt that what Liberia needed was for people to take, really take part in the society. And I, was, I lived and worked in West Africa for eight years, um, three or four of those in Liberia. Most photographers move on when the conflict moves elsewhere. He stayed. Yes, he did. He he stayed in Monrovia, and um, he had an apartment there. He was in and out of there for several years, and he he established really strong relationships, really strong friendships there. And I was there after his death uh, to to shoot some material for the documentary about him. And you know, I just kept meeting people who um, who had known Tim years before and would just be in tears uh, in talking about his loss, about his death. I mean, he really affected people over there. I'm talking with Sebastian Younger, photographer, filmmaker, and author about his new documentary, Which Way is the Frontline from Here? The Life and Time of Tim Hetherington, which debuts tonight at 8 p.m. on HBO. Um, So he saved at least one life. I assume he saved more than that. Um, He he really got into portraiture and and, and really got involved with his subjects, really sort of emotionally involved, which that seems to me one of the extra risks of his work, not just the danger of mortar fire. Yes, I mean, I, I think there's a huge um, sort of emotional liability in a way when you work in war zones or just when you work in um, the parts of the world that are suffering. And that unfortunately describes a lot of the world. But he was in Sri Lanka uh, uh, that suffered a terrible war. Um, he covered the tsunami in Southeast Asia. Uh, he covered a lot of wars, and I, you know, I think you, you, if you're human, if you're alive, you go to these places and you have a massive emotional reaction. You have to kind of contain it in order to work, but then you go home with it, and it's just sort of sitting there in you. And sometimes I think it's quite overwhelming. And Tim was a really sensitive person. Um, he was very brave in combat. He really was. He could shut down his worries about himself pretty effectively, but he was a very sensitive person. And I think his experiences overseas expanded him immensely as a person, but also really cost him. 